what if they shot Storage Wars in Fantasyland? My name's Jonathan, and this is the Snakes Cast, the podcast for people who don't know as much about board games as they'd like to know. This week, we're shining the game spotlight on what was probably the biggest hit from this year's Gen Con, according to the Snakes and Lattes Away team. It's Vault Wars. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Joining me this week are Coco Lee. Hello. And Amanda McKnight. Hey there. So, designed by Jonathan Gilmore, one of the designers of Dead of Winter, and Ben Harkins, the owner of uh, publisher Floodgate Games, Vault Wars really made a splash. I mean, pretty much every night at Gen Con, the away team was like, well, we could go schmoozing and do work stuff, or we could go back to the hotel and play more Vault Wars. <laughs> Nerds. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that, that refrain did come out. Uh, they had a successful kick- Kickstarter. It's now available at retail. We've got a copy of it uh, at Snakes and Lattes in the new releases section. Amanda, have you, ch- have you had the chance to play Vault Wars yet? Yeah, a couple times. All right. Coco? Not yet. All right. You get to be our audience proxy person. Again, excellent. So um, what, what, what are your impressions of it so far? Uh, I quite enjoyed it. Uh, I do really like the theme of it, this idea of storage wars in a, in a fantasy land is Do you just watch storage hilarious wars? i i watch story storage wars sometimes when i'm like at home and there's a television available <laughs> there's uh is it a guilty pleasure do you feel bad about saying this it's a guilty pleasure and there's there's a guy who i just really channel his enthusiasm he like <laughs> he like makes bids by just going yep and i just it's great i uh, walk around in my life through the grocery store, see the feta on sale. Yep. I think I'm totally going to do that the next time I play Vault Wars. Whenever, <laughs> yeah. I, whenever I raise a bit on something, do you, do you watch the show? Uh, yeah, my dad loves Storage Wars, so I watch it with so, my dad when I'm at my parents. Awesome. <laughs> I think it's an at my parents theme. It is like an at my parents show. It's um, my parents really like reality TV, so we'll we'll get together and like watch. And like my mom loves the heartfelt stuff, and my dad loves things that are surgical or about like cars. Um, so yeah, that and that and um, that that pawn show, Pawn okay. Stars. Awesome. So, so we're, we're going to take that and we're going to combine it with some Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. And of course, it's going to come out with something great because mm-hmm. of Perfect. course it is. So we've got, you know, in, in, as in all fantasy land places, there's adventurers who go out on quests to fight monsters and get loot and stuff, and they come back and they put their loot in these vaults, and then they go out to get more loot, but sometimes they don't come back. Yeah. So then their vaults full of loot are back in the town, and then people have auctions to see who gets to take the loot. I love that conceit. You're yeah. all, yeah, it, it's, it's neat. I mean, we, we, there's plenty of stories about adventurers meeting each other in a tavern. There's none of them about how they gear up, how they get started, yeah. how they get the kind of stuff that they're going to need to go out and kick some monster butt. And here we actually get the to do that. Wars. It's, it's about the vault wars. You've got a certain <laughs> amount of money that you got from your parents or whoever, and you're going to buy up some stuff. So what does this game look like when it's set up on the table? What are we going to see? Um, so usually there will be a couple vault cards um, out in the middle of the table. Those are usually what we're going to be playing, you know, this round on. Everybody gets to pick one for the round. We all put them in. The importance uh, level of that vault will sort of denote what order we do it in. Okay, Lowest so goes first, highest goes later. So they've all got like a number on them that tells them which one's going to get auctioned off first. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and these come from the player's hands, right? Yep, these come from your hand. So everybody has enough. I think you get as many cards as you have players, and that's mm. how many rounds of the game you're going to play. Um, and everybody puts one down, and we all reveal them at the same time. So you're usually going to see that to begin with. And then after that, you're going to see people... Uh, you might see some some cards that someone has in their hand. That's what's in the, what's in the vault. Sometimes they'll be one face up. That's a little sneak peek. 
So some of the cards allow you to get a sneak peek at what you're going to see in there. Sometimes it's you pass them around um, and you get a sneak peek from the hand. So there's like a viewing card, which is like, in this vault, we have the beautiful gem. And, <laughs> and then in this there's... vault, we have junk yeah. and more junk and more junk. Yeah, usually when people are showing you what's in a vault, it's junk. And they're like, look, there's some junk in here. <laughs> um, and then what happens is you pass the hand around and people get to draw a card randomly or maybe two. Look at them and then pass the hand on and you shuffle it. So everybody has some knowledge about the contents of the vault that's about to go up for auction. Yeah. But only the person who's actually putting it up for bids knows the entirety of what's in there. Yeah. And they're the one who's going to bid first. So when you talk about the contents of the vault, there are cards like individual items on each card. Yeah, there's, there's like uh, armor and swords and mm. magic wands and to which you jewelry can, and stuff. you can equip some of these things. Yeah, they can do um, good stuff for you. However, when we first played this game, I, I asked, so can I equip this stuff and can I like kill other players? And the answer is no, you can't do that. But some of the things make you better at getting uh, getting these little these vaults, which will make the other players want to kill you. So that's almost as good. I mean, it's kind of like you're the adventurer of storage lockers. You're going to be collecting the treasure that you've earned from buying up these vaults, and uh, the thing is, you don't get to just keep whatever you want, right? Yeah, you have to keep uh, if you if you win the vault by bidding the highest amount for it and nobody else bids, then, uh, yeah, you have to keep all of it. And then some of it might be junk. Most of it will probably be junk. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm seeing on the cards, like I'm looking at the stack of cards in front of me, and there are a ton that are labeled junk. Like how many junk cards versus like good cards are there? I think it's 60% to 40% when I, I asked that. Um, yeah. Uh, and I'm, okay, so I'm looking, I'm looking at some junk that. cards right now. And uh, with this game, there's so much flavor text. Uh, it seems like the real gem here is the flavor text on the junk cards. I'm looking at one right now. Uh, it says, <laughs> one, blade crafted from the finest iron oxide in the land. Or uh, or the one that's like uh, more like Excalibur in. <laughs> so, yeah, so the thing, too, is that although you're getting, uh, you might be getting a lot of junk and, you, you know, you might find one diamond and then the rest of it is junk, or you might find a really cool enchanted blade and the rest of it is junk. Um, at the end of, once we've gone through all these storage lockers and we have all this junk to take home, we can decide if we want to throw things out or if we want to store them. And when we store them, you actually have to pay for any items that you want to keep stored. Um, you have to pay gold to keep them in your own storage locker. Uh, so you don't have to keep all the junk unless you're a character that likes junk. So there are characters in this game. Everybody gets a secret identity. Yeah. There's certain kinds of stuff that you really want. You might be an actual pack rat who is trying to collect the most junk. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's awfully fun to be, of course. And there's also other things. There's some items you can get that will allow you to transmogrify junk into money or stuff that's actually yeah. useful. Okay. So um, everybody gets two character cards, and that makes what your character is. So, you know, you could be like a, could be like a temptress hoarder who... Uh, a temptress loves jewels and a, and a hoarder loves junk. So if you get a bunch of jewels and you get a bunch of junk, you'll get like set bonus like po victory points for depending on how much you have of those things. And every card tells you right on it sort of what that character likes and what they can do. Some of them have, like like Jonathan was saying, like special abilities, which is pretty neat. And if people notice that you've been uh, really snapping up all the dragon themed items, they might be not so keen on letting you have yeah. the dragon-themed items if beyond that point. If that's your and character. It seems to be your 
thing. So, so we have the, the element of the character who you are, the value of the goods, the fact that I have to store them, and then I'm still bidding with my friends on these things uh-huh. without knowing 100% what's in the vault. Uh-huh. The other oh. thing, too, is that you only have a set amount of money. So you have money to begin with, and that's your money for the whole game. And if you ever want more money, you have to go to the, the scary loan shark who, uh, <laughs> oh, man, I wish I could show you guys this card with like with sound I'm, it's just terrifying so try picture like pixelated ganondorf from legend of zelda ocarina of time uh Ganondorf's but, lost some weight yeah like but like he's been doing some drugs and he's giving you a thumbs up for some reason <laughs> so he's a scary looking dude i think he's flipping a coin is he flipping a coin oh yeah there it is okay there we go <laughs> but yeah he's uh, he's clearly not to be trusted so yeah you can get money that way also everybody's got a certain number of these vault cards that they get to put up for auction and if somebody else buys a vault card that you put up for auction the money goes to you mm-hmm. but on the other hand if you put up for auction and you put some money out there and nobody else bids on it guess what you just bought it yeah and, and that money goes just to the bank. Just the bank. It's like, bye. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, though, that uh, this is where I fell down horribly playing this game. Money is not an especially useful thing to hang on to. It's only the cards themselves and things that Can't take vaults, it with you. Which yeah. is why it's so painful to be stuck in a bidding war with somebody who really, really wants this vault. And they're going, okay, I bid 12. Oh, all right, fine, I go 13. They say 14. Oh! Yeah. I, I can't believe you just bid for it. Oh, I, I have yeah. nothing. I have nothing. I and have not got picture, anything. Picture that frustration level with somebody who's yelling, yep, every time. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's so frustrating. That is what it's all about. So what do you think of the uh, the components and the art in this game? It's, 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 it's a card game, so not a huge ton of stuff. It's a nice box with a magnetic clasp. Um, yeah, the box is beautiful just because it's really organized. Uh, so, you know... I'm a big sucker for boxes that just keep my stuff without making it make a mess everywhere. So I love that. And everything fits perfectly. Um, The other thing is that the artwork is just pretty awesome. Uh, It's really cartoony. Really cartoony. That loan shark. That loan shark, though, you know? It's dark, though. I mean, all the cards, all the graphic design is really dark and really kind of dim. Mm -hmm. It's almost like the, 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 the dungeons that these artifacts came from. In the first place, what do you think of the art? Uh, I like, I do like it's. It's got a, a comic style to it, but a, a darkness to it, like kind of like like cell shaded Terry Pratchett cover art. Except yeah. also, there's a lot of diversity in the cards. Like aside yeah. from the fantasy stuff, like we got some elves going on in here, and some it just it looked like ethnically and gender diverse characters, which is kind of cool. And the women are dressed reasonably. Yeah. They, they look like they're going to work and doing jobs and stuff. Yeah, except for maybe the only one is like maybe the temptress. She but her job is temptress. But she's a temptress. <laughs> That's the uniform. She's dressed for the It's yeah, a perfectly viable career choice. I think so. <laughs> and, uh, and it looks like she's doing this for her. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I buy that. Plus the lazy peon has a sweet fro. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, uh, have you had the chance to recommend, you haven't really brought this up much at the cafe yet, I guess. Uh, I haven't, I just haven't uh, been there to recommend it. Uh, I've been recommending it to everybody else that I've ever met. Like, Has it gone over well? I'm, yeah, it's gone over really well. Hi, I'm Amanda, you should play Vault Wars. That's the last time I introduced myself <laughs> to someone. That's what came out. They're like, I don't know what that is. And I was like, well, I, I should do a show you come to the cafe. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's amazing. And just playing a few games of it, it's really, really fun. Uh, especially if you like either of these themes, if you like auctioning games, it's amazing. If you like something where you get a bluff, it's amazing. If you like things that are fantasy, amazing. If you're a fan of Storage Wars, hello. Hello. Yeah. This is for you. (laughs) I, uh, I, 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 
I kind of have to recommend, if you can get it, get the Deluxe Edition. Yes, it costs more, but the coins are made of metal, and they're really pretty, and the corruption tokens are these big, nasty, wooden, gem-shaped things yeah. that you really feel. We haven't mentioned corruption yet, but... Uh, it's basically, if you go to the Loan Shark, the, the expense is, you know, corruption. And there's also some you, nasty it, items you can get that give people corruption. Yeah. And uh, those, they like, cursed stuff. Yeah. So is that like if you're a fence in this like storage war situation? Uh, more like if you uh, corruption can you come from a variety thing. of different sources. If you buy something that came from the wrong temple, and it's probably not a good idea mm. to be holding on to it for too long. Yeah, it's going to give you some corruption, and corruption will just basically cost you victory points at the end of the game. So it's well, not nice. great. There, I love, I love the you can get rid theme. of them. You can get rid of stuff that uh, you can get rid of some of the corruption tokens. In, in some ways, yes. Yeah. And I think there's even a character who likes getting more corrupt. Mm. So that can be... <laughs> that, yeah. that shady character. <laughs> of the many. So uh, I, I've, I've been hesitant to recommend this game at the cafe very much, partly because of the, uh, the, the visually dark art style. Yes, it's cartoony and friendly in that respect, but the fact that the colors are so dim, um, I think is something that in some cases has made it hard to recommend it. At least when, when I bring it along with other things, people tend to sort of pass over it in favor of more brightly colored things. Interesting. Uh, the other thing is the obviously the fantasy theme term turns a lot of people off, but Storage Wars usually makes up for it. The teach in this game should be easy, but sometimes the, the amount of text on the vault cards, because a lot of the vault cards do crazy weird stuff, like they allow you to peek at this but not that, they pass these things, the auctioneer will do this or that or the other thing. For the most part, the text is really nice and big and readable, and but in, in a few cases I've been a little bit nervous about bringing it out because I'm afraid that people will have too many questions about how does this work, how does that work. Did you find that in, in the times that you've played, have there ever been any cases where it's like, oh, let's check the, the FAQ? Um, not uh, not too much, no. I, I don't think we've actually had to check that once. Okay, good. Um, I think it's, uh, but I do know what you're talking about. Like a lot of the cards, there's a lot of information on them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of information to be had in terms of reading the breakdown of a card. So I could see where it might be a little bit hard to teach in that mm-hmm. sense. But I do think this is the game that is made for people that are the more intense gamers that really like maybe a long, like, two-hour, four-hour fantasy game. And they want something more lighthearted because it plays on that theme really well. So I think that this is the type of game, like, when I have someone that's looking more in, like, the intense strategy area, and then later they ask me for something that won't take them as long, I say, you guys should try Vault Wars. It's so awesome. Heavier players in a lighter mood. Yeah, or people that have already played a lot of a lot of like uh, bluffing or auctioning games or anything like that. These are the people that they might not, like when I show them the box, might be a little like, oh, I don't know. But when I explain what the game is about, hopefully that'll get them into it. This sounds, it, it kind of looks and sounds like a, a gamer's game, like a game that really plays well with people who have already played a few games, so they're familiar with some of the mechanics and mm-hmm. also like fantasy lovers who will be willing to set aside the like dimness of the art for the the love of sort of the inside jokes. <laughs> Do you think that uh, your Storage Wars loving parents might go for this one? They will, I think. Um, but that's because we like to play games where we take things away from each other and hurt our, <laughs> and hurt our feelings. Um, I think uh, I think that they would play along really well with this one. But um, explaining the the symbols and the sort of the ratios on the cards, I think, would take some time for any for any players. So there's a bit of an investment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like the opposite of my parents. My parents would, I think, my dad especially would love this game just to like look at it. Um, and then my parents hate games where we like 
hurt each other. They just, anytime anything gets taken away from anyone, my parents are like, why would you do that to me? I'm your parent. So you're going to have me over for dinner sometime is what you're saying. Yeah, we should. We, our parents should play a game together. Oh, I think like your parents would destroy my parents. <laughs> All right, that's it for this week. If there's a game you'd like to see in the game spotlight, let us know on Facebook or use the contact form at snakesandlattes.com. Coco, Amanda, thank you for being here. Thank you so much. See you next time. The Snakescast is produced by P.T. Douglas, music provided by Ben Snow. The opinions expressed on the show belong to the people in it and not the company behind it. See you next week, everyone. Game off. Game off.